today on The Breakdown. Super high roller. You're just a guy living your life. You have cards. Flop a hand. And you're looking over, and there he is, the Slim Reaper himself, Mr. Longarms, Daddy Tarantula, Stephen Chidwick. He is tough, man. He's tough in every way. Not only is he tough, he's British. It means his teeth are made of granite. <laughs> anyway, Keith Tilson is uh, playing up against Stephen Chidwick in this high roller hand. And uh, there's an elite player, too. I'll tell you that. And we're going to get into it right now on the breakdown with Grant Dennison and Jonathan Levy. Teeth are made of granite. <laughs> yeah, there's nothing weird about saying that. Obviously, uh, Stephen Chibok looks like the kind of guy who, um, if in a movie you would cast him as like, you know, the big dude who like thre- is like always there as like the big bodyguard dude to the to the like the short bad guy, you know, and like he's the threatening guy, big, tall, long. He's got a gentle nature to him. Oh, though. I'm not saying he himself would be that way. I'm just saying you would cast him that way. He can act. He's a wonderful actor. You, Is he? Sure. He was in um, series three, I think, of Downton Abbey. He played mm. uh, one of the butlers. Mm, quite. Uh, he did better than that. It's weird to look at him, though, and picture him with a British accent, if you ask me, like, or an English accent. I, I don't see it. I expect him to you sound like, like a from... deep South American accent. <laughs> like, hey, y'all, I'm Stephen Chidwick, and I'm here to sell you an SUV. Um, not exactly, but, you know, Midwest anyway, yeah. By the way, when you said South American accent, a lot of people might take that to be a little different than the way you did South it. South of the United States of America. Right. South of the United States of America would be South America. The southern part <laughs> of the fucking United States of America. Wow. You're really showing your, uh, your limitations right so now, So you think you? he's from the Midwest, then? Yeah. Yeah, that's a hell of a, a waffle you got there. Yeah, you, you, mind, uh, you mind sharing that waffle there, partner? I uh, got a hankering for some waffle myself there. I'm Stephen Chidwick. <laughs> I could, uh, I could need some more of those waffles if my arms are going to keep growing. Yeah. My arms are so long already. Ah, uh, when I was born, <laughs> my mom said that i uh, going to need a lot of cheese to get this one to grow all the way up and tell you what. Could use a waffle. Sure <laughs> I'm, oh, you, I'm you've even... stolen me lucky charms. <laughs> oh, now it's now it's changed. Full on Irish cartoon character. Probably offensive to who? Irish cartoon characters. Bring it on. <laughs> what are his fingernails made of? Stephen Chidwick. Yeah, <laughs> his teeth are made of granite. So what are his fingernails? <laughs> it's our third podcast of the day. Yeah, so. it's extra goofy. Yeah. The little, it's the rare little that we get. To, it's rare that we get to three, and there's a reason for that. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so gonna, this is going to be. Off. If you like the ones where we laugh a lot and it's off the rails, this might just be for you. So, what are his fingernails made of? <laughs> Back to the point. Yeah, um, I think they're going to surprise you, and they're going to be made of like a nice buttercream. Buttercream, yeah, nice soft buttercream. So they're soft. He's got to be very careful. He's very soft fingernails, very dainty hands with those. Granite teeth and those long, deadly arms. He chokes you out. He doesn't use force with his but at least you get a delicious anyone. buttercream treat as he chokes you out. <laughs> it's a good way to go. You could play the uh, nitrogen death song as you do it as yeah. if you're dying. 
Well, you remember how that goes. Yeah, you remember how that goes. Go and sing a little bar. Ah, I feel like you're the one who sang <laughs> it before, so you should be the one who sings it. Nitrogen is for dying now. <laughs> that is not how it was. Close your eyes and let the sweet release of death kiss you. There's been way too much singing on this podcast <laughs> recently. <laughs> it's becoming problematic, and I think we need intervention from somebody who is not just us two in a room with no filter <laughs> and nobody telling us, hey, fucking stop doing that. Because <laughs> we, we might need a, hey, fucking stop doing that guy. We're, we're, we might need one of those guys. We're like George Lucas, like midway through the second prequel, like yeah. Attack of the Clones. Like, I'm just going to do whatever I feel like because it's working. I'm telling you it's working. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, Damn it. Yoda's going to fight someone in a lightsaber battle, and he's going to do all these dumb flips. It's going to be great. You know, Hayden Christensen's killing this role. (laughs) 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 Anyway. Anyway. Okay, so we're in a super high roller in Barcelona. Imagine you're in Barcelona. Barcelona. It's uh, time for a super high roller and and maybe some Spanish tapas. (laughs) Sounds great. Keith Tilston is in the big blind. That means that it's tapas time. Keith Tilston. Who, by the way, you may say, who? And to that, we would say Keith Tilston. He's, yeah, uh, he's he that w- guy. He won the 100K at the, um, at the World Series this year for $2.4 million, I believe. 2.8 uh, million. 2.8 million. Look at you correct. But typically me. what he is to you, poker viewer, is the other guy sitting at the super high roller table that folded while the other guys that you wanted to watch play played. It's like, something like that. Yeah, he's yeah. that guy. But he's playing all these super high rollers. You know, he's... He has six, $6.4 million in live earnings. Now, partially because he's playing all these super high rollers, you know, you, you get that number up a lot higher, a lot faster. It's hard to know if he's actually profitable or not with, if he's playing a lot of super high rollers and he's got $6.4 million. You know, it's probably, he, he could be, but he really could not be. Yeah. Like if he's playing lots of 100Ks, you know, that adds up. <laughs> yeah. Adds up a lot. Also, travel costs, just saying, they're probably staying in nice hotels and eating really good food. Travel costs are a little bit less of a big deal when the buy-in for the tournament is 100K. It's true. For us, that matters when we travel to the World Series of Poker. and We're like, okay, we're going to have 20K of buy-ins, and the travel expenses are going to be 2,500. You know, that's a significant expense versus the buy-in. Totally. But, like, when you're playing 600Ks in Barcelona, it's okay if you're spending $300 a night at a hotel. I'm just saying, if you're, like, breaking even... On the year, and then yeah. you're like, hey, guess what? I'm down $22,000 in travel or $30,000 in travel. You might be like, you know what? That hurts a little more than I thought it was going to. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. But no, you're right, of course. I know I'm right. You know who else is right? Let me win one because let me win one suggested this hand. He did it on Twitter. Why? Because that's the place you suggest hands for the Breakdown Poker Podcast with the Poker Guys, as well as our video series, The Breakdown, on YouTube. All right, explain more. Well, all you have to do, Grant, is find a hand that you like and you want us to analyze. You get on Twitter. We are two poker guys on Twitter, the number two poker guys. You can, of course, just type in the poker guys. That'll show up, too. Uh, Tweet at us a YouTube link and make sure you let us know the time that you want us to look at the video. Unless it's only the one hand, we're not going to go searching for it. We don't do that. We have lives. I mean, to, to be clear, we do have lives, at least sort of. But the reason we're not going to go searching is not that like, oh, I have so much to do. It's because we don't want to. Well, that's kind of the same thing. Right? Yeah. Like saying I have so much to do is a version of saying I'd rather do anything else than this. Right. Yeah. It's all the same. It's just those the people who pretend to be busy, you know, they just have better yeah, excuses. Why, why, why 
Today's society is signing different values of the quality of the activities you're doing. Exactly. Is, oh, that's a worthwhile activity. Guy who goes to work and saves children from fires. How about guy who watches TV instead of looking through a YouTube video? <laughs> <laughs> That's equally equally qualified as being busy and important, wouldn't you say, Mr. Society Man? <laughs> Your voice broke at exactly the right moment for that, by Thank the you. way. You did YouTube video. It was ideal. Um, yeah. You know, I think, and I'm just going to say this. Maybe some people <laughs> think this is a controversial or offensive opinion. Oh, good. I'm glad. Uh, you know. I think a lot of people have kids just so they can get out of going to stuff. <laughs> you know? It's like, oh yeah, I gotta gotta watch the kids now. God, I can't go because you know because of Jimmy, you know, and like you just say that anytime you don't want to. I can't do go something. to your aunt's birthday party. Yeah, where it's themed like Twilight <laughs> <laughs> because of the child yeah. that I have. She's, she's throwing up or something. It doesn't bye, matter why. It yeah. doesn't matter what I have to go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. So we just basically gave everybody a blueprint on how to live life. You're welcome. And from there, we go to analyzing a poker hand. That's why they call us the Renaissance Men of Poker. That is our nickname given to us by Mike Matisau. And Leonardo da Vinci, who is, as, as all those who are in the know yeah. know, still alive. Of course. Of course, that guy invented immortality. Look at how powerful he was. He painted on the side and painted the Mona Lisa. You think he's not immortal? You guys are idiots. I mean, Jesus. I mean, Mona Lisa slightly overrated. But moving on, we're not going to have this Mona Lisa. I can't sing that song, can I? Because it's copyrighted. Something like that. You're an overrated piece of shit. All right. right. So instead, you have to make up your own music like I do. And it's delightful. But getting back to the poker of it all. Stephen Chidwick. Yeah. going to play some poker. Let's get to it. Okay. He's got 3.2 million in chips. The blinds currently in this high roller are 50K and 100K. We are not in the money. Nope. So we're not talking about ICM, stuff like that. Right. Chidwick's got 3.2 million, so 32 blinds. Opens the button to 200K with two sevens. I didn't write down which suits they were because I'm smart. Seven of spades, seven of diamonds. Well, luckily you had it up anyway, and it was fine. Unless you just made that up. Uh, No, I I got it right. Okay. I did make it up, and I got it right. Uh, And Keith Tilston, aforementioned who? Is in the big blind. He's got 5.5 million for 55 bigs. He's got king of clubs, six of hearts. He's going to defend. Seems normal. Seems fine. Seems good. Everybody's doing a great job so far. I think so. You know, I just feel it's important to point out as we are make, doing this podcast right now, this is a Stephen Chidwick fact. Not only does he have 32 million in winnings, but he is currently Chidwick fact. As we record this, the number one player on the GPI. He and that is, was your daily Chidwick fact. You're welcome. See you tomorrow. We should print those on toilet paper you know they have like vocabulary word of the day on toilet paper yeah there's a lot of that still going on a lot of writing on toilet paper very popular i mean if you want to go back to an analog era of yesteryear Mm -hmm. that's one way to do it write some stuff on your (laughs) (laughs) teeth i mean i could just do that with a pen you know do flashcards that's what i said i mean yeah with your toilet paper yeah anyway keep dilston calls out of the big blind king six off normal good whatever sure 550K in the pot. Right. The flop is three of clubs, king of spades, four of hearts again. Chidwick has two sevens. Tilson has the king six. Yes. Tilson checks. Should Chidwick bet? Um, I think he should bet. He is. It's just button versus big blind. He's going to be continuing on this board, especially all the time. It's a king high, pretty dry board. Uh, like that's a good board for him. 
right? Like he has he has more kings and better kings and things like that. He certainly yeah, has but he's got kings. the medium strength hand, which is really the heart of the of question. Of course, of course. But he can get called by threes and fours and straight draws and just other stuff, maybe even some ace high wheel type stuff because they're gut shots. In fact, I would expect to get called. Oh yeah, you would expect to get called or raised or raised by those. Yeah. By the way, I think also we can protect equity because you know, of course, so many cards are going to come that like most cards in the deck are not good for our, our hand, right? Like almost everything's an overcard or a three or four or something that brings in a straight. Like, yeah, everything's bad. I think we should bet. Yeah, I think that's true. I mean, the main point being like Tilston's going to have probably twice the combos of threes and fours that he does of Kings because there's a three and a four and he's going to call with most hands out of the big blind. Right. He might even have more because some of the Kings are going to be re-raises pre-flop. So fair enough. Yeah. So yeah, it's good to get value. It's also good to protect against, you know, the Jack nines of the world. Yeah. Why well, give him a free card? We, we don't mind winning the pot. Now we, we can, we can get value also. It seems like a great deal. And every card that comes is pretty much bad for us. So. Yep. And Chidwick, certainly decides to bet a size that's like, well, if you got Jack nine, you're going to fold and that's fine with me, but it's 150 K yep. into 550. Seems like a pretty good size to me. Yeah. I love, I love this kind of sizing in this spot for sure. Now with Chidwick starting the hand with 32 blinds and it being button versus big blind, is there an argument for Tilston raising and never folding to aggression with top pair here? No kicker, of course, but I don't think there's a good argument. I think it's a cool thing to think about, but problematically i just really worry that if we were to get it in with chidwick especially with king six specifically where we block five six which is one of the hands we'd most want to get it we'd be most likely to get it in and be ahead against yeah i think it's problematic and uh i would i would not want to do it like because like king six is often if it gets it all in here is behind like a lot of the time and blocking the one main big draw seems just like a bad idea to me so yep and also, there's not much to protect against. It's not like Correct. a 10 high flop where you have ace 10 and there's a bunch of overcards. There's just an ace as an overcard. It's a rainbow board even. Yeah. I mean, I think let's let Chidwick fire away a few times. We could have a three and call. This is going to protect our range. Sometimes we have really strong hands, which we can raise here. We don't need to raise this hand. I like a, I like a call for sure. I agree. But Chidwick, at least in some of the breakdowns we've been doing recently on him, seems to tend towards the aggressive side of things. Yes. So, I mean, I think if you raise, the plan is to never fold because Chidwick might show up with some hands that are not just like five, six that mm-hmm. are, that are way behind our hand because he's like, well, what do you really have here? Keith Tilston. I mean, Tilston can have King three, King four, three, four. He can have all that. Stuff, it's, right? It might also be that Tilston, like Tilston clearly has like a very full lush head of hair <laughs> and Chidwick might be a little jealous yeah. and be more apt to three bet as like a spite bluff. Right. So, we, I mean, if we raise, we clearly can't fold. This hand just doesn't feel good enough to do it with. And as we said, we block the best bluffs. So Yeah, I agree. So I think call makes sense, although we're letting Chid get to the turn pretty cheap. What's the worst king you would, you would really consider, like, you think a good, it would be a good idea to check raise with? I think if we flat ace king preflop, we could check raise that. Yes, for sure. I think we could probably do it with king queen too, but it's, it gets a little spicy. Yeah, I mean, it, I, it's at least possible we could get it in with worse yeah. hands, but... It does get a little spicy. I think Ace King's an easy check raise on this board. If we yeah. if we want to do it, we we might not want to do it because we want to let Chidwick keep firing, and right. we are afraid of essentially nothing on the turn. Yeah, um, I probably would still lean towards a call. I think I'd probably just call a lot on this board. It's, yeah, it just sucks to let him get away for 150k. I know, but but he has a lot of garbage that we want him to keep firing with, like you're saying. And and you know these guys nowadays bet tiny on these kinds of flops and really start to size up on the turn when they bet the turn. You know, like often the turn is much bigger. Like a big size often shows up down the road. So yeah. It's, it's probably going to be okay. I think, I think mostly it's just a call. Yep. Okay. All right. So he does just call. Good job, Keith Tilston. How can he call, though? 
I have a better question. Yeah. How can he fold? Wouldn't it have been weird if Keith Tilson folded? I would definitely say, how can he fold? Incredible poker decisions broken down hand by hand. <laughs> you, all, you were so good for like six podcasts yeah. and you just lost it. Yeah, that's not the name of the book. It's how can he fold? Incredible poker hands broken down decision by decision. And the book Jonathan refers to is our book. It's a book that we wrote. It's called How Can He Fold? And you're not supposed to say it like that. You're supposed to be like, how can he fold? 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 You know, if you just, it's all about it, you know, where you put the emphasis. How can he fold? You know, it really right. changes everything, all the meaning. It's acting. Stephen Chidwick knows what I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, Chidwick gets it. Yeah. The Chids. So this book, in case you're wondering, what is this book, How Can He Fold? Well, it's big time tournament hands involving the best and most famous players in the world. And Grant and I are having a conversational back and forth where we're basically, it's like a text conversation um, where we're sort of getting into all the interesting spots in each hand, all the interesting decisions. Uh, it's short. The book itself is like 180 pages, but the chapters are short. So it's kind of fun to read, like bite-sized chapters. Like no, nothing's more than five pages except like the two or three chapters that are more than five pages, yeah. slightly more complicated ones. We say, and everyone says, you know what? It's a poker book. You actually read. Yeah, because it's not just analysis. It's also fun, witty banter, you know, because that's our brand, man. And we got to stay on brand. Hell yeah. And the, the analysis, to be clear, it's, it's the best we have to offer because we spent a year making this book. It's not off-the-cuff podcast analysis. This is stuff that we poured over multiple times, made sure we were really sure about our points. We do sometimes in the book disagree with each other, mm-hmm. but are very well-reasoned in our points, uh, whether or not we are correct or whether or not we are in agreement with the other person. So we think it's like analytically maybe the best thing we've done. Yeah. And it's, so it's, it's a great instructive tool, but it's like, like Jonathan said, a poker book you'll actually read. So it's something that you can enjoy as you learn, starting with the least complex hands, by the way, and ramping up to the most complex hands in the end. Yeah, it ends up being, I mean, we really did this on purpose. We think whether you play in like a super small home game, super small to us, I guess, um, but like, you know, like a, 10 cent, 25 cent home game or a 50 cent, a dollar home game. or You're a regular one, two player or something like that. Or you play literally in the world series of poker and you go there for a month every year and you play a bunch of tournaments and stuff like that. Like we often do. Uh, we think this book is for you. Like we, we're the spectrum of hands and complexity of hands is that wide. Right. And I know that the holidays are over and everybody's got the January blues. So why not get yourself a little pick me up? This is the kind of thing where when you get it in the mail, you're going to be so happy. Yeah, you're going to contain your excitement so your neighbors don't call the cops. They say you can't buy happiness, but we've proven with this book You can buy happiness. It's scientifically proven. This book. And uh, the way you can buy happiness, by the way, is to go to thepokerguys.net. We're going to put that link in the description of this podcast. Once you get there, you can purchase the ebook right there from thepokerguys.net. Or you can take that link to Amazon that's going to be promptly available to you and buy the paperback version, which is a fun thing to have a little nice thing in your hand, a little tactile stuff. It is nice. You can make little scribbled notes on there. It'll be fun. Some of you, uh, we, we know most poker books are actually are sold uh, as paper paperbacks and yeah. not ebooks because people like to write in them and just hold them and look at them. And yeah, whatever and works for you. You should like to hold and look at this because the cover is well designed. We got the interior design. It's beautiful. It's like, it's yeah. good. It looks good. Yeah, we're really super pleased with that. Right. Designers. And of course, if you've already bought the book and you like it, please leave us a review on Amazon. That'll go a long way 
to us selling more books and make it more likely that we'll make another one. Yep. And we will also give you our eternal gratitude. Yeah. When you die, we'll be there. <laughs> like at the moment of your death. Yeah, yeah. We'll be there just sort of creepily looking from the shadows. You'll be like, did you kill me? <laughs> what and you'll, the thing is, the thing that's awesome about it is you won't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, just we're going to be there. We're going to nod. But you're like, are they nodding? Like, yes. Like, as like a go, go, go away peacefully. Or like, yes, I did it. I did it. <laughs> in you. Yeah. And yeah. There's no way to know. We don't know yet. That's the beauty of it. So we're free from legislation. You can't come after us. Yeah, we're going to randomize kind of like a GTO player. Some people will be dead by our hand. (laughs) But most of you will probably. But we don't know who yet. It's like, you know, just don't walk in certain ways. (laughs) It's only if you buy the book, though, will we come and kill you. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) it's a good telling point. (laughs) (laughs) What what books in the history of the world have like tried to sell themselves as uh, You'll die. If Is you there buy this a book. book version of The Ring? That's basically what we're, we're promising. I actually, my mom wrote a book many years ago, and I uh, she was trying to decide what to title it. And she ended up calling it "Undress Your Stress," which I guess is fine. But I really pushed her to call it "Buy This Book or Die Like a Pig." I was honestly like, I had I had like art for it and everything, like the cover art. I was like, this will get people interested. People like, how do you not pick up this book and see what's in it? Buy you know, this is the name of the book, but you couldn't get it. Yeah. Couldn't get through. <laughs> she didn't sell a million copies, did she? Undress Your Stress did okay. I mean, but that's all. It's in like 11 languages, but... Oh, no, that's pretty good. So am I. <laughs> so are you. <laughs> Yonathan. Yonathan. There you go. Yonathan. Yantan. Yep. That's that one. Like five right there. Jan Ban Jan. I mean, you could make up a new language and say my name, and that's another one. I mean, it's so easy. I'm going to go with Jan Ban Jan. Yep. That's your new name. That's good. Jan Ban Jan. All right, Jan Ban Jan. Okay. We've got the old uh, check... Check bet call on the flop with King six for Keith Tilston. He's got the King six on the King three, four rainbow board. We've got uh, the Slim Reaper, the Chids, Stephen Chidwick with two sevens, having bet the 150. And the turn is a 10 of clubs. Sure. Doesn't affect anything. It goes check, check. Seems pretty standard and normal, right? I mean, Tilston's always checking there once he check calls the flop, right? Like kind of 100% of the time. Yeah. I guess he could, I guess like. No, I don't. I don't even know what card could possibly come that he would. If a king came, would he really lead? If a six came, would he really lead? Probably not. Very unlikely. Um, a six, he might be looking to check raise, but I think he's just always checking. Um, and this makes all the sense in the world for Chibwick to check back. Yeah. Like, I mean, like you probably are going to fold out threes and fours if you right. bet a lot of the time, and you're not going to fold out kings. It's one of those where, like, what's the point? Totally. I mean, you still. You can protect against whatever over card the three and four comes with, or whatever other card the three and four comes with. But there's not enough equity denial there to make it worth betting. And if if um, Tilson has uh, five six, right? Like we actually have cards that block that draw, which is yeah. like coming in, which is kind of great. Like if we're gonna give him a free card, like that's the scariest draw by far. And like cool, like he might play that more aggressively on the flop. In fairness, but still, that's nice too. Yep. All right. So it goes check check. Sure. The river is the five of hearts. So it's now three, four, king, ten, five. No flushes come in. I say El Cinco de Corazon. Thank you. Sure. Yen, tan, jan, the or whatever. River. The five of river. Yeah. Corazon means river. <laughs> I didn't know that. Sure. It's been a while since I took Spanish, so yeah. I guess I'm a little rusty. Sure. All right. Should Tilston bet for value or should he check and bluff cash? Like pretty much never fold. Right. Um, well, I would say it's super standard to bet here right? Like you almost always have the best hand when you don't have the best hand, like he's going to bet anyway, and you're going to call anyway. But we do want to get like, 
one of the things that um, Chudwick has a lot of is tens when he checks back the turn, right? Like if he had air, he might continue, but he checked back. So he usually has a made hand or a give up. That doesn't matter anyway, right? So I feel like we should bet and try and get value from a 10 or a hand like Chudwick has, like sevens or something like that. Even jacks. Sure. Like I mean, yeah. yeah, queens. I mean, there's lots of things where he might just feel obligated to call. I don't know what he's going to do with two sevens here. It's reasonable for him to call with two sevens anyway, but if I, you know, but he could make a lot of decisions with that, I guess. Yeah. I mean, there's not a ton of hands that he's going to call with. Like, it has to be a 10 or a hand like that, and that's not that many combos compared to his entire range. I mean, I guess he could make a cool hero call with ace high and put us on a draw, like a straight draw. It's tough because the four or the five came on the river, so the straight draws either got there or have a pair. That's a really, really good point, actually. Yeah, he's not going to make a cool hero call. No, he's not. Yeah. So I don't know. I think it's actually really close as yeah. to whether or not to check and bluff catch or try to get a little bit of value out of a little bit of a hand. Mm-hmm. I think it's, it's actually quite close. Five, six doesn't need to bluff anymore. Right. Which but is, may not feel like it can get value. So it actually, so five, six is usually checking. So yeah, there's actually not a lot of bluffs here, right? For well, Tilston. For Tilston. Yeah. Yeah. If he, if he bets. If he bets, he usually has a pretty good hand. Yeah. You'd think so. Like five, seven, same thing. Yeah, so it feels like it's kind of a king right. if he bets, right? Yeah. Or some weird slow-played pot. So that's a reason like not that. to bet, because you don't want to kind of open your kimono to a player like Stephen Chidwick, as you might say. I'm, I, I would say that. And by opening your kimono, I mean like make it kind of obvious that you have a king like right. a lot of the time. Yeah, because, because the five hits specifically, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, I guess you could have six, seven and have the nuts. Sure, which is not great. I mean, you're trying to rep a hand that we can call with a 10 yes. or a pair. Exactly. So like, it's not like you want to rep the nuts. Right. So yeah, I think I maybe prefer a check. That is a reasonable thing to check there. If you check, it looks like you have a baby pair a lot. Now it looks like you've got a lot of like threes and fours, right? And maybe a five, maybe you hit the five, but a small pair usually. And of course, obviously we can also have a bad king, maybe even a good king, but certainly a bad king, right? Yeah. I think you should probably check a good king also. Like along with so we the should check all our one pair of hands, and I think we maybe should be checking everything? all hands with this run out. What if we have, what if we made the nuts? Do you want to check too? What well, we be, I think there? going back to your logic that Tilston pretty much has a king or better when he bets here. Yes, I want to check all my hands because because like, I want, like why do why do you want to check the, your very very strong hands then? Because I think that there's a better chance of getting paid by Chidwick bluffing than by me betting because mm-hmm. my hand is kind of face up as a certain strength level. Right. Like it's, it's a little too strong when you bet. Yeah. Like it's, it's just too strong where Chidwick's going to be like, I mean, like, I'm going to have to like give Tilson's up so bluffs are like weird above the rim stuff like ace four that decides it's not good enough and is bluffing. You know, it's like you, you have to work hard to figure out what the bluffs that make sense are. I mean, Tilson may, I mean, ace high really could be good. Chidwick opened the button. Too. Ace four is a pair. Oh, hey. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. So that's that seems like a strange. Bluff. Right, right. Well, yeah. That's why I'm saying it's like tough to figure out what would be a bluff. Like, yeah, he agreed. doesn't have 9-10. Right. Like, yeah. well, I guess jack-9. Sorry. I mean, he, he doesn't have jack-9, you know? Agreed. Um, I don't know, man. Like, I don't know if I love, like, letting Chidwick off the hook so much with all his, like, reasonable, like, medium showdownable stuff. Chidwick's probably going to bet a 10 again if we check, right? Yes. I think he will bet a 10, actually. And that's there's true. way more combos of 10s than pocket as pairs. As long as he has a... Yeah. And then maybe if he has like a pocket pair, I guess if he's going to bet a 10, maybe he's going to bet nines and eights and sevens maybe anyway. If we at least jacks and queens. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Jackson queens for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. 
Okay, it's close. I think it's close. I, I understand you think it's definitely a check. Um, and I like your reasoning for why. Thank you. I, uh, hmm. And the other thing is, like, what is... We don't know how Chubbuck... We, we I haven't seen enough of how Chubbuck plays. I know he does some wacky stuff once in a while, but, like, we don't know how he's going to respond to all these different things. Like, does he have a lot of bluffs when we check after, after this line is taken, you know? When it looks like we have a one pair of hand, like, so often. No matter what, if we check or if we bet, it looks like we have a one pair of hand. It right? does. I just think... I think a bluff is more likely to happen than him calling with an inferior hand because yeah, of... Because we have a king. Yeah, and of course, it's all based on this river card being a five, where like a lot of Tilson's potential bluffs now have showdown value that would never need to turn into a bluff. Right. Stuff like that. Fair enough. Yeah. So before we get to what Tilson actually does, let's talk about Nitrogen Sports Poker Room. I'm ready to have a real they conversation. they pay the bills around here. The lights that are on in your house... Yeah. Your house, listener, those are paid by Nitrogen Sports Poker Room. You didn't know that, did you? No, just like they didn't know. You might get an electric bill, but that's kind of like what you pay if you have good health insurance as a copay. Like right. that's like you like ninety percent of that is under the water. You understand what I'm saying? It's a, yeah, it's a nitrogen nitrogen is paying for it, <laughs> and that's why you should use the link in the description. Yeah, you got to pay pay them back a little bit. And uh, by and paying them back, you just get to do awesome things. By the way, you're not really paying them back. No, you're enjoying your life. You're living you to the fullest. Yeah, which you should do. Dear listener, because especially you. you don't really know how long you have left if we you, do. If you buy the book, <laughs> we definitely know. Yeah, we're pretty sure we've got it. Let's just say we have a calendar. We have. Yeah, it's like a ticking clock situation. We look forward to nodding. We feel like we've gotten pretty good at like getting the time exactly right, like within a couple seconds. You know what I'm saying? But <laughs> yeah, sometimes we're off by a minute and that's kind of upsetting. I mean, at this point, we've done enough runs with the poison to really have a good sense of like, you know, the stopwatch and like, right, right. Yeah. Okay, get in the corner now, now. It's all, Where are the robes? It's technically perfect. There's user error sometimes with, exactly. the, with the interns yeah. and how they, with their murder interns. Okay. <laughs> anyway. It gets so dark. It does. On I the third mean, podcast. It's the third podcast. I don't know what would happen if we did a fourth. We're not going to, but I don't know what would happen. We might. We're not going One to. One day we might do a fourth podcast. On that, I cannot I don't, wait. I don't want to be anywhere near us when we do that. that I am day. looking forward to fourth podcast giggles personally and and we don't know how it's going to manifest it might be fourth podcast massive depression where we're just sitting here like yeah that'll be a good show i guess we're talking about poker again english muffins are better than croissants (laughs) (laughs) i don't know i think it'll be fun basically we just hang out and talk for a while that's what we do anyway it's it's good anyway i get tired of talking to you sometimes fuck up i hate you you see you see you're rolling This is a good ad for nitrogen. Anyway, use the link. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. Use the link in the description of this podcast <laughs> when you sign up for nitrogen to get access to our monthly tournament. It is a 0.1 millibit buy-in. It is a 100 millibit guarantee, which is 1,000 times 0.1 millibits people, which means that there are 1,000 buy-ins guaranteed, yet we have yet to get over 150 players. So that's a pretty damn good deal as far as overlay is concerned. It's superior. Superior is what it is. Like the lake. It is, yeah, which is a very clear lake. Have you ever known? Do you know that? I did not. Yeah, you can see it at the bottom. It's pretty cool. That is very cool. Yeah, it's very cold, though. Of course it is. You know what else is very cold? How you're going to feel when you... I don't know how to transition this well because I meant hot. What's hot is the sports betting <laughs> casino games on nitrogen. It's the opposite of very cold like us. It's hot. It's so hot. Yeah, so you should get on there. Too. Get you some poker. Get you some sports betting. Nitrogen sports where... 
Everything is good all the time. Where always where we won't kill you. Yeah. <laughs> you can buy the book and we might kill you, but if you sign up oh, for nitrogen, yeah. that'll negate the killing. So you can have it all. Yeah. You get the sports betting, you get the casino games, you get to play poker, you get and to you read have about no poker. fear of death. No fear of death. In fact, we guarantee you won't die from any cause. Ever. Not just us. Yeah. Immortality. And you you'll never hear the nitrogen sports your dying song. <laughs> <laughs> the exit music, yeah. Close your eyes and let the sweet release of death I hope people, embrace you. I hope people still like this podcast, <laughs> which is somehow a poker podcast. <laughs> That's kind of an interesting point, considering what I just was singing. Is there any... I, like, I don't listen to the all the top 20 poker no. podcasts in the world, which we are among, of course. Of course. We're among the top 10, in fact. But I don't really listen to any of the other ones. I have. I've listened to some of them. I don't imagine any of them are very close to us as, as far as how off the rails they get. I have listened to numerous uh, episodes of a bunch of them. It's been a while, admittedly, but no one has ever done anything like the shit that we do all the time. Like the Nitrogen Death song. No one's ever come within 100 yards <laughs> yeah. of doing something like that. And we that's, that's just like you know a Tuesday for us. This I might mean, be for a very particular type of person, but yeah. you know, I'm glad we're doing it. We're doing oh, yeah. something different. It's fun. I would enjoy listening to this podcast. I do enjoy listening to this podcast, in fact. So there you go. Congratulations, listeners. You get to listen to the podcast. All right, let's move on. Okay. So it's, we're in the middle of the river, by the way. We're deciding whether or not Tilson should bet. Guess what he decides to bet. And okay. as you probably can tell by my analysis, I'm not a huge fan of that. Yes, I see that. And you are... I agree mostly. I think I, I, think I lean towards a check for your reasons. Um, I worry that we're just going to miss out on some value here and there because of it. Like, but Chidwick's so good that like he may just like play perfectly against us, and I would hate that. So. Yeah, I don't like it when when I get played perfectly against. Yeah, it's, this this is like you said, it's kind of face up. So I guess I agree with you that I like a check, but it's it's a grudging agreement. Well, it always is. All right, so eight fifty k in the pot. Tilson bets four hundred fifty k. Sure. So he's trying to get called by a ten. Yeah, that's what this is. But remember what we just said about all the stuff. Yeah. About what it looks like when he bets. Yeah. Stephen Chidwick thinks so too. Yeah. Because he's not going to fold. He's not going to call. He's going to raise. Because he knows he two sevens is never good against this line. Because when the five comes, how can Tilson be bluffing with a worse hand than two sevens? Right. It's really hard unless he floated with air on the flop, which is extremely unlikely. It is very unlikely. Uh, and Tilson just wouldn't turn a five, a four, or a three into a bluff because... Ace, there are ace highs out there for sure. Yeah. Like, which are good enough. Like, even though you can try and get value from a 10, you know there's going to be ace highs out there too. And, and if you check, Chidwick might bluff you once in a while and you can bluff catch if you want to. Yeah. So, yeah, I agree with you. Uh, so, this is actually a pretty cool time to raise for Chidwick, not only because, like, Tilson clearly has a hand, but it's, he blocks the nuts. Yeah, I, th- I mean, I think it's both those things go into, go into it for him, right? Yeah. I don't, I don't think he's raising if he doesn't have a six or a seven in his hand, probably. Right, so... I guess the, the one precarious thing is like, yeah, we think Tilson has at least a king when he bets here, but at least a king means there's a lot of hands that Tilson's not folding for a raise. Right. By the um, way, Chidwick goes pretty big. He goes 1.875 million. Yeah. Over 450. That is pretty big, especially when you think about Chidwick's starting stack, which was 3.2. Yeah, this is the right. majority of his remaining stack yeah. here. Yeah, it's... Huh. It's it's one of those where like Chidwick is either bluffing or is like sighing because he's like, well, I'm never getting called, but since I have the nuts, I guess I should raise anyway. You know, it's like feels like that. You know. Yeah. Um. So 
it's interesting because Chidwick raises enough of a stack that like Tilson can't really reasonably think about a rebluffing here, even though he has a six in his hand, which is kind of a great card to have in your hand here. Actually, a king and a six are both pretty yeah. good. Like, because you figure if if um, Chidwick had a king in his hand, even if you check the turn, like he's not going to turn it into a bluff here, right? No. Um, but having a king, like, okay, he can have lots of stuff, and I block the nuts myself. That's right, but sweet. what are you trying to bluff off when you have a king anyway? If you're Tilson, you're trying to get Chidwick off two pair. Right, that's a fair question. What are you trying to get him? Yeah, I don't have an answer to that. Well, and again, the stack sizes really make this whole thing different, right? Sure. So that's not even a consideration. Yeah, I agree. Um, it can't be. But from Chidwick's perspective, let's think about the some more precarious things. Like, it's a king plus for, for Tilson. What are the hands that we're definitely getting called by as Chidwick? Okay, obviously straights. Yeah. Which, there's really just six, seven, and I guess five deuce. Yeah. Five deuce suited? I don't know if he... He probably doesn't have five deuce off, right? Probably. Well, I don't know. Min raise? Do maybe. you mean you mean six deuce? I mean six deuce. Yeah, so he's really unlikely to have six deuce. It's more like ace deuce. Right. Ace deuce he can have for sure. Yeah. I have to believe ace deuce is calling. Yes. It won't like it. It will call. Sets will call. They won't like it. They will call. Sets will call. They'll look around a lot, be annoyed, and eventually put the It's basically on. just sets of threes and fours, though. And I guess sets of fives, too. How about king five? That's a hand that Tilson can absolutely have and play just like this. I think he will probably call with that. Who in the well? He blocks a set of fives, which is kind of cool. Yeah, for hands that would raise him and play it just like this, right? Because that's a so he's losing, of course, to all the straights, and the sets don't really feel like there are any sets based on how Chid played it. Yeah. Although you'd expect Chidwick to check back sets on the turn sometimes. He is the Slim Reaper. Yeah, but mostly he's going mostly he's gonna to bet a little bit. He bets so small on the flop. He's mostly yeah. going to try and size it up a little bit on the turn, I believe. Usually. Like All right, gonna- so the guaranteed things that are going to call, though, are ace-deuce, 6-7, and sets. Yeah. Those are guarantees. And the problem, of course, is we don't know how many sets he can really have. He might be three-betting pocket threes, pocket fours. He might be calling with them. He might be check-raising them on the flop. Chidwick starts with only 32 blinds, so it's possible It's possible that um, Tilson is going to play more aggressively with pocket pairs. If, if Chidwick believes that Tilson is going to either raise preflop with threes and fours or check-raise the flop with threes and fours mm-hmm. a lot of the time. Yeah. And he blocks six, seven. Yeah. That makes it a reasonable time to go for this raise as a bluff. Hey, you know what else is cool? Huh. Ace deuce might also three bet and preflop. And that's another hand that we'd be concerned about, right? Yeah. As, as uh, the Chidmeister. It really so might. So that's like, so we can actually eliminate some of those hands, some of the really strong hands because of that. And then we have two sevens also. We can eliminate all the strong, not all of them, but part, like chunks of combos of all the really strong hands. Right. So even if this line, uh, by Tilson includes some very strong hands that aren't going to fold. We can remove some of them based on the line alone. Mm-hmm. Then as Chidwick, we have one of the best hands to do this with because we block the nuts. So yep. either pocket sixes or pocket sevens seem like the two best hands to do this with. Yep. So yeah, I totally get it. And I think it's probably a good play. Me too. Me so too. I like it a lot. How should Tilson think about this? Now he blocks the nuts with King six, but the converse of that is that he blocks Chidwick from having pocket sixes, which is one of his most likely bluffing hands. Because hmm. sixes and sevens, like, <laughs> it's not just you and I who know that sixes and sevens are great bluffing hands yeah. here. Keith Tilston clearly knows that. Yeah. So in a way, it doesn't really help that much because if Chidwick's going to have bluffs, those are the two best candidates. Yeah, and, and the problem, of course, is Chidwick... I mean, ace-deuce makes so much sense for Chidwick to play just like this, Yes, right? it does. Like, C-bet with the gutter, check back the turn, 
raise the river. And he's like, well, once in a while I'm screwed, but I got to try and get some value when I made this trade. Of course, right? of yeah. course. Like, sure, he can have, I mean, 6-7, I guess. But he, actually, you would think Tilson is usually going to play 6-7 more aggressively than just call the flop anyway. He's probably going to check raise. A lot of the time, yeah. So it's actually, it's, a, it's kind of a no-brainer uh, raise yeah. for Chidwick. Oh, man. Uh, I think, I mean, I think as with these hands, I mean, I think Tilson has a really easy fold. I think it's just a pretty straightforward fold. Do you, do you disagree? No, I think he has a lot better hands in his range. That's yeah. that's one reason to fold. Also, I don't know if I love blocking the six, like I said. Yeah. I think it's possible that Chidwick barrels six, seven on the turn a lot more often than like mm-hmm. six, seven is a far more likely barrel on the turn than sixes and sevens are. And sixes and sevens are his two best bluffing hands, which means he's more likely to have sixes and sevens than six, seven. I you, guess. Well, you just said, didn't you say six, seven is an, he's going to be barreling more often on the turn? Yeah. Now I confuse myself. Yeah. Um, I got backwards. To- like, like it's actually hard to put Chidwick on six, seven. Yes, it is. I don't think he's worried about that. I think Chidwick is actually in his mind repping ace deuce and he's blocking six, seven, and that's the value from him. But again, Tilson by just check calling the flop usually doesn't have six, seven anyway. Right. So the sevens help, but yeah, you know, yeah, I think distribution just demands a fold from Tilson yeah. in general. And yeah, I think so too. And Chidwick just had a great hand to do this with. If Tilson made this call, man, oh man, my hair would have fallen out and I would look like Stephen someone Chidwick. else. Stephen, <laughs> I would look like Stephen Chidwick. My arms would grow longer. My teeth would get tougher. You would grow a taste for human flesh. But also my fingernails would be quite wonderful. And anytime I was, there was cake without enough frosting, I would just dab my fingernails on That's them. That's the grossest part. <laughs> like, what are you doing? So disgusting. What? What's gross about eating your fingernails the, with frosting? Any idea of soft fingernails that you can just like <laughs> push through and get to the skin is just disgusting. It's disgusting. It's you're, a, you're disgusting. That's basically what skin is. It's just skin, except it's buttercream. It's not disgusting. It's, That's how we're going to end the it podcast. It makes sense. Music is my sunlight and all I need is one mic And I can show every single MC how it's done right Every time I come by, I'm bound to leave them so tired I'm sipping on liquor, a quitter is what I'm not We got one life And I took a minor break, but I'm back to claim the throne And gonna be traveling the globe We still have time to make it home